Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 11 of Planet Paradox. Got a glizzy in my head and I do not waste no time Cause it's glizzy, 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 glizzy on my mind There's some ketchup on a glizzy and it's gonna be very nice Cooking up a glizzy and it's cooking up tonight Feeling yummy glizzy so I ate it in the sky Am I about to fly my glizzy? Am I flying like a kite? I look at that glizzy and I eat it to the side Eat it to the side, eat it to the side As usual, today I am joined by Gilgamesh, a.k.a. Walter White with your bald-headed ass. What's wrong with you, boy? I am the knight. You are literally manifesting into a glizzy right before our very eyes. I have maintained a very sausage-like appearance with a shaved head. What are you cooking meth now too, or what? If I did, it would be some gourmet shit. You know what? That was rhetorical because I know the answer to that. No, because if you were, you'd be smoking your own meth. And let's just say you're a little too thick for that. That's true. Oh, shit. This motherfucker's forehead is so goddamn shiny, he could stand on the shore and guide ships away from the rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Or I could guide sailors to their doom. Yes. Um, But really, what's the reason behind this? What what happened? So if anyone doesn't know, it's... What he's referring to, I actually had my head shaved. (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, we just got an interruption. (laughs) That's the methamphetamines making him cough. Crystal meth. Now, so I ended up getting my head shaved because, honestly, I haven't had a haircut during all of coronavirus. So it's been, like, months. I don't know. It's been, like, since February 2020 since I had a haircut. So my hair was kind of getting out of control, and I was like, you know, I just want to not get another haircut for several months, so I'm just going to have them cut it all off. You were a legit burger, right? Hamburger. Yeah, I had pretty long hair, yeah. This motherfucker looks like Walter White if he dealt Big Macs instead of meth. <laughs> <laughs> we are also joined today by the absolutely stunning Ryan Lyon, a.k.a. the Glizzy Gobbler. What's up, guys? (laughs) This man likes to put two glizzies in his mouth and pretend to be a vampire. (laughs) (laughs) A walrus? Well, yeah, I was going to say more like walrus. But instead of sucking blood, he just eats potted meat. (laughs) Did you know walrus are the only animals with a glizzy that has an actual bone in it? (laughs) You know, their (laughs) lives just look miserable. Just giant sacks of lard. And their eyes are always bloodshot red, too. Have you noticed that? They look like they've seen some shit. (laughs) Like, imagine being born, and then you look down, and you see your flippers, and you see your giant tusk, and you're like, fuck, dude, I'm a goddamn (laughs) walrus. (laughs) It's freezing balls all the time. Also, our our, uh, good friend Glizzy Gobbler here, I've seen him with his shirt off, and let's just say he looks like a glizzy that someone dropped in the dirt. (laughs) (laughs) you're getting a little thick there buddy huh gotta slow down on the ipas hey man i'm just as thick as i need to be all right yeah you're a good amount of thickness in fact i think gilgamesh once called it pleasantly plump you coined that term i love it i use it all the time (laughs) as for me you know it's i paradox but today you can call me walt jr because i walk a little retarded and i enjoy raisin bran crunch (laughs) I look forward to the day whenever you become fat as fuck. All that macro is going <laughs> to hit you up, someday, motherfucker. <laughs> Genetics are going to catch up to you. It's going to hit me hard, dude. Like, bad. You're going to shave your head, and you're going to be obese someday. Imagine how much funnier I'm going to be, though, as a fat guy. Because generally, that's the rule. <laughs> fat people are funny as fuck. Dude, but one, yeah, once my metabolism goes away, I am so fucked. I look forward to Chunky Paradox. It's going to be pretty good. I'm going to be like that walrus we spoke about earlier. Now, <laughs> looking down at your flippers, bloodshot eyes. Um, <laughs> now, before we get too far into it, I'd like to take a quick second to pray and think about our boy, Kim Jong Un, who's sick again. Oh, no. Yes, uh, this time he's in a coma. So I figured we can take a moment to say some nice things about him. So I'll go first, okay? 
Dear Kim, I love the way you refuse to feed your people. The way they gotta fight for kernels of corn inside the poop scattered throughout the fields. I love the way you killed your own uncle with an anti-aircraft artillery shell. That's pretty red. Yeah, I bet it was messy. Perfect for a dictator like you. A demigod like you. Everyone must have been so scared of your power. I love the smile on your face when you're enjoying a game of b-ball from your citizens whom, if they aren't playing well enough, they will be executed after the game. <laughs> and I really enjoy the way you just sip so much rosé and henny in your grand palace overlooking the ocean. He donates to us and he keeps us going. So thank you so much to you and the beautiful country of North Korea. Would you guys like to say anything nice about this young gentleman? Definitely. As our only sponsor, I definitely say um, praise our Lord and Savior, Kim Jong-un. I hope he uh, is having sweet, pleasant dreams of, of the future. Praise, praise, uh, praise. Of the glorious uh, future of our Democratic People's Republic in North Korea. Praise, praise, praise. Uh, also, really big props for how he had his brother. Uh, was it his brother? I don't know. He had someone assassinated at the airport using some uh, perfume. So smart. Smooth moves, dude. Fucking excellent. I bet you it was Axe, because Axe smells pretty goddamn <laughs> bad that I fucking would die too. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody's going to look at you twice. They just think you're a jerk for using your Axe in the airport, but really you just assassinated yeah. Mr. Un's brother. You know, a lot of people can say bad things about North Korea, but their coronavirus rate, it's literally zero. I mean, these motherfuckers are just executing the people who are sick, so you know what I mean? It's because they're dying of thirst and have no droplets to spit from their mouth. This might be a good thing for them because now there's going to be plenty of leftover food. Plenty. Plenty of henny and rosé for everybody else. <laughs> Ronnie Pooh, would you like to say anything about Kim? I know you guys are really close. I don't know if I have anything very good to say, bro. And that's rude. The man is sick, Ronnie. Okay? Yeah, dude, come on. Be sensitive. <laughs> In fact, you sound sick, too, talking like that. That's coughing his face. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking about what you said. Be nice. Say something about your Uncle Kim right now. That's nice, okay? Um, I think his sister is bad as fuck, and I look forward to when she takes over the dictatorship. Oh, I will agree God. with that, though. You think she's bad? I think she kind of looks like a Lego. I like it, dude. She has, like, kind of a, a girl-next-door vibe. She looks like a living skeleton, but with nothing but skin. No muscle. Dude, I can't wait till she becomes a ruler and gets obese. Well, that's funny you say that because she's set to take control now that her brother's ill. Dude, I hope she gets the same haircut and gets fat too. I don't know. I feel like she's going to be extra brutal because most women that I know who have older brothers like that, they feel like they have something to prove. So she's just going to, you know what I mean? Just go for the kill. Dude, what if she makes him a democracy? She might. You know, she might get a TikTok and learn how to do the renegade and world peace. Damn, imagine. Do you think she likes glizzies? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I have been pissing my girlfriend off all weekend because I just cannot stop saying glizzy. It's an excellent word. It's, it's new to us. And I told her this is the new banger word since thought and yeet. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just rolls off the tongue so well, and it's not as offensive as. I will yeah. say, uh, <laughs> Jesus. No, I, I will say we had to immediately like look up what in the fuck is Glizzy, and I, I understood there's a rapper named Shy Glizzy. <laughs> a shy hot dog. <laughs> no, do you know who Shy Glizzy is Doxy? Oh yeah, he's great. Apparently, he was known as Glizzy long before the meme. Whoa. He never knew it was hot dog oriented. Now he's just a shy hot dog. He just thought it was a, a gun thing? I don't know what a glizzy was before that. Apparently, um, glizzies became well known because of originally they were known as guns. And um, okay. he'd be like, yo, go grab the glizzy dog. And you <laughs> bust out a gun real quick. He was kind of shy with it, though. Bust out a hot dog. Glizzy's became its own cultural phenomena and has been created by a community of hot dog guzzlers, dude. <laughs> Glizzy guzzlers. I heard that a lot of straight men are showing their gay side <laughs> just for the Glizzy meme. 
This must be paradise for guys online who love seeing other men with hot dogs in their mouths. I mean, now's the time to deep throat a glizzy in front of your family, and it's okay because you're just going with the culture. I've literally said the word glizzy a thousand times this weekend. Like, I'm just sitting there or standing there in the shower, you know, just rubbing down soap on my body, just singing glizzy, 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 yeah, my mind, I got glizzy, glizzy. <laughs> glizzy all the time. And don't get me started when I start adding soap to my very own glizzy. <laughs> it's like putting mustard on your glizzy. Put mustard all over my glizzy. So yeah, that is definitely the word <laughs> of the podcast. Every time somebody says glizzy, we have to take a drink, okay? Would you say that you um, actually are a fan of glizzies in general? Not only have I been saying glizzy a thousand times, but I ate like four glizzies this weekend. Damn, fag. <laughs> I even crushed one between my hands. You smashed it? Was that actually your personal picture? I thought you took that from the internet. No, that was my glizzy crushing, or that was my hand clutch. <laughs> that was my hand crushing a glizzy. <laughs> <laughs> the way the mustard and ketchup was seeping through my fingers, it felt powerful. <laughs> That's what it must feel like to be a demigod. Just to have that much power to crush something so precious. So fragile. But yeah, it's great to see a glizzy's finally getting their, their spotlight. It's been long overdue, but you know. He's trying to sing. Sing it, Ryanie, again, but a little more quiet. Because it peaked. No. Please. Your audio peaked out. Glizzy on my mind. Pass me some syrup. Fuck me in the butt. It's glizzy time, folks. It's glizzy. Now I want everyone at home to go ahead and get you a glizzy and sing along. <laughs> and use the glizzy as a mic. <laughs> <laughs> use the glizzy as a mic. You want to hit the next topic, Gilgamesh, or I got something? Yeah, no, I got something. We're, I want to stay on the topic of cylindrical food items in the news. <laughs> <laughs> so I sent you all an article earlier this week about a news reporter. Uh, I think it was a Fox News affiliate. Um, who was throwing fruit at a Harlem Globetrotter. Did you guys see that? You talking about the banana? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's, apparently it was like a, a white newscaster guy. At first he threw an orange to him, and he was like, um, yeah, that's weird. I don't know why you threw this to me. Here, he gave it back to him. And then uh, the next thing he tossed was a banana. And then they said they interviewed the basketball player, and he was like, I felt the banana land in my hand. I looked at it. And I felt disgusted. <laughs> I oh like, that, my god. That taken out of context is hilarious. The situation itself is like, what the fuck are you thinking? He was on live television. He's just tossing fruit? And this newscaster decides to throw fruit at a Harlem Globetrotter. Was he just not spinning the ball in his finger well enough? He's like, fuck this, and just toss fruit at him. <laughs> you know what? I don't get the bad rep with monkeys. <laughs> Chimpanzees. Why are they such a bad thing? You know what I mean? They blame AIDS on monkeys. Whenever the people want to be racist, they call them monkeys. You know what I mean? Monkeys are great. Are you suggesting that monkeys are superior and they should be seen as a compliment? I'm just saying they could easily rip your dick off like a celery stalk. They're much more powerful than humans, honestly. They're, they're actually kind of superior creatures in a lot of ways. Have you seen a bald chimp? God damn, they're like mutants, huh? I've seen Gilgamesh. <laughs> it's pretty much the same thing. <laughs> The living glizzy. But no, a um, a bald chimp looks like a light-skinned Kimbo Slice, in my opinion. We're getting trolled by a fuck nut right now, everybody, so bear with us. <laughs> this is some very unprofessional shit. It's distracting. But yeah, I mean, what came first, the chimp or the AIDS? To be honest, all I'm thinking about is that Harlan Globetrotter. I'm imagining him getting tossed a banana, and then he spins the banana on his finger like a fucking basketball. Whoa. That alone just ends racism. <laughs> It'd be tight if he ate the banana while spinning it. <laughs> Uncles over his tongue. <laughs> while it's spinning, he just takes a bite from each end until it's all gone. Whistling the theme. 
<laughs> There's like bananas spewing everywhere. <laughs> well, I think you even mentioned earlier Gilgamesh when you sent us that that uh, it would have been a lot more racist if it was a watermelon. Oh fuck, dude. Or fried chicken. <laughs> but Dave Chappelle said it best. If you don't like fried chicken or watermelon, motherfucker, something's wrong with you. It's true though. These are just things that are universally fucking good. It's like everyone mostly likes that, so. It's not really a good stereotype to base it off of. If you guys can just name a food item off the top of your head that you can affiliate with white people, what would it be? Mashed potatoes with no salt or pepper. That's so unfair. I love mashed potatoes, but with extra salt. Ronnie? Let's see. White people? I would think um, probably something along the lines of, um, I don't know, fucking capers. Capers? What's yeah. that? I don't even know what that is. Isn't those like little gross little black ball things that you put on top of like um, those little salmon crackers with uh, cream cheese? Are they gross? Caviar? No, they're like little gross little black balls. Joey, will you pull up capers on screen, please? You always <laughs> got to bring it back to little black balls, Ronnie. <laughs> oh, I guess they're green, actually. Okay. Personally, I feel like the whitest food in the world is granola. No. Hmm. I feel like granola is like, ooh. I could just see like a white person just going on a nice little hike, just munching on a granola bar. I have it. It's I have the supreme white food. What is it? Mayonnaise. Whoa. No. No, no, no. It no, goes no. on everything. Mayonnaise is too spicy for white people. Why is it spicy? <laughs> <laughs> just as spicy as milk. Damn it, Jessica. I told you I want mild mayonnaise. This milk is spicy. Is it so spicy? <laughs> Why is it spicy? I've been working on my chocolate voice, so. You've been polishing your chocolate rod? <laughs> I, like, I'm starting to fucking almost bleed out of my mouth from getting so chocolatey. That's cool, baby. There it is. That's a, that's a clip that I'm going to save from the podcast. Hey. Did you guys hear about that controversial ass movie called Cuties on Netflix? Oh my <laughs> god, yes. What a horrible decision by Netflix. Yeah, I've seen a little bit about that. Not very happy. Who decides, hey, let's take 11-year-olds, make them pose seductively on the title, make it about a twerking competition, and then make it rated M for Mature. <laughs> What the fuck, dude? You know what Netflix posted? They're like, well, sorry, it won an award at Sundance. <laughs> it's like, who gives a fuck? It's, it's a weird movie to put on Netflix. It's like a pedophile's dream come true. Well, no, it's like I was telling um, Gilgamesh. Apparently, um, the person who actually made the movie, was um, she wrote it based on her personal experiences in life, and she made it to like show how young girls are sexualized. And it was supposed to be like some statement about how we need to stop that. Okay. Wait, wait. Is it a statement that they should be allowed to twerk but not be sexualized as they do so? Because that's impossible. You Twerking itself is sexual. No, I think she was saying we shouldn't have children twerking. <laughs> like, don't let them join the twerk team? I think she's like, listen, I'm going to have these children twerking on stage to WAP by Cardi B, and you better not fucking get a boner, you sicko. <laughs> Who is this movie for? What is the intended audience? Are they trying to teach us a lesson? I'm not watching it. <laughs> Dude, can I help it if I always have a boner? <laughs> you got a pass. But you definitely should not be watching this film. Critical said, I feel like if you watch that on uh, Netflix, you're definitely going to be on some kind of a list. And then if you hit the like on there, they're sending the FBI to your house immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, that was a bad marketing move by Netflix, but they'll be all right. Did they actually take it down? Do you guys know? Well, they took down the branding that, that had the girls in the poses that were very su suggestive. They were like in stripper poses. So they'll probably still release it, but... No, yeah, it's still on. They just changed the art and they uh, changed the description. In the text description, it said, An 11-year-old girl defies her parents' traditions by joining a twerk team. Sounds like a few thoughties I know. <laughs> you know what other show is overly sexualized? Uh, Big Mouth. My 600-pound life. Ooh. Mm. I thought you were going to say um, dating on the spectrum. <laughs> Speaking of mayonnaise, am I right? I thought you were going to say Paw Patrol. 
<laughs> no, um, my 600 pound life because have you guys ever watched it? Do they have people fucking on there? No, they're too obese to fuck, dude. That's just a far-fetched dream. You can't like move the folds to reach a wet spot or something. Plus, most of them would just rather fuck a bucket of fried chicken. <laughs> but uh, it's it's really it's hypersexualized because every episode it shows them in the shower, and they never need to censor anything because their fat goes over their genitals. It's amazing. Oh, that's cool. It's like natural sensors. Natural sensors. So these people are ahead of the curve. They're onto something. You know what I mean? I wonder how long it's been since they've accessed their genitals. Dude, you know what? I wish that they had like an uncut version where they deep dove into it. Just for the sake of science and knowledge. You know what I mean? But I've always wanted to like match them on food because they always go ape shit with it. And I'm just like, you know what? I could eat a lot. I'm a skinny fuck. You know, sometimes we're known to eat a lot of food. I feel like I could keep up with them. So I want to do a My 600 Pound Life Eating Challenge. I gotta say, some of these shows are really interesting. It just like gives you a crazy fucking perspective. And it makes you grateful that your life isn't that bad. Yeah. Especially when they're bedridden and they have to be picked up with like a fucking device that's used for transporting whales to SeaWorld and shit. Damn. <laughs> Blubber manipulators. Yeah, like while they're on that, they're probably thinking, fuck, dude, look at this. I look like Shamu right now. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's another overly sexualized show that they need to take off the air ASAP. How would you guys feel like you'd live your life as a 600-pound person? Tell me about how your day would go. Well, obviously, I would have to say hi to my VR waifu every morning. Waifu? <laughs> <laughs> well, waifu is a whole different thing. That's I'll get like a go a face tattooed somewhere on my fat where I can see it. Yeah, and it's, like, big enough to where it looks like an actual person. It looks like she's always cuddling with you. <laughs> yeah. You could just get that on each titty so it looks like you're laying down with two <laughs> bad bitches. Who are just in full ahigao face. <laughs> You'd be, like, the ultimate gamer, dude. Just 100%ing every game you play, just laying there like the fat piece of shit you are. I would go in VR mode. I would say hi to my waifu. I would go to my other VR world, which would have a bar and a restaurant that I would operate in my VR universe. Dude. The ironic part is, is people will like talk shit to you like, oh, you don't have a life. But in reality, you have two separate lives. <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> You're so fucking fat and disgusting that the VR headset molds into your face. <laughs> dude, this is why Elon Musk's fucking... Neuralink can't come soon enough, dude. Cannot, especially for these people, bro. They're rooting for him. I wonder how much energy it costs to keep these fucks alive. That'll be a good social experiment. Just to, like, lay one in the middle of the forest and just see how long it takes for them to wither away. They should really dump them in the ocean for uh, oceanic life. Just to combat climate change. <laughs> <laughs> they drop them out of a helicopter. <laughs> It seems the amount of krill in the Pacific Ocean is increasing dramatically. <laughs> they eventually become icebergs, and then... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> fucking seals could live on them or whatever. <laughs> walruses? Walruses. Back to the walrus. Hey. I don't know if I talked about this when we talked... Did we talk about walruses before on this podcast? We haven't, huh? Not about their cocks, at least. <clears throat> I'll tell you what. If you like walruses... Do not watch Our Planet on Netflix. Have you guys seen it? Oh, they murder each other, huh? There's a specific scene where they're committing suicide, dude. Oh, yeah, it's fucking awesome. They're, like, flying through the air. Oh, my God. I was devastated when I saw that. <laughs> they just thud. They just thud. And, you know, those shows are all ruined because all they ever do is just talk shit to us about how much we fucked up the planet. We're totally fucked. David Attenborough. The world is crumbling, and this is all your fault. <laughs> you did this. <laughs> he's like, it's not even enjoyable anymore. He's like rubbing your face in your own shit. It's like, you're driving an automobile, you retard. Not only is he talking shit to us, but he's showing the most dramatic, terrible scene. <laughs> fucking Walrus is just being catapulted off a cliffside. Bloodshot eyes falling off to their death. <laughs> Fucking, it's sad, dude. So yeah, What a miserable animal. It's so fucking shitty, dude. 
<laughs> you have to be a piece of shit to be reincarnated as a walrus. If you're listening to the podcast, stop what you're doing. Go on YouTube. Just look up the scene walruses falling from planet Earth and you will absolutely lose your shit right now. Or you might cry. Preferably in slow-mo and 4K. 4K, zoom it all in. It's bad. Ronnie, what you got? I ain't got shit, dude. I'm just blazing it up right now. Ryan, I thought you had some topics. You said you wouldn't tell me about them. I got one topic about fudge knuckles. What is a fudge knuckle? It's a great band name is what it is. It's a great band name and or if you fist someone's asshole. That's a good technical term. Single knuckle fisting. Is that what it really is? No, it's actually um, me and Gilgamesh were talking about names of bands and I thought it would be an excellent band name. Fist knuckle. I like that a lot, actually. I think one of the best band names I've ever heard is the Butthole Surfers. Have you guys ever heard of them? The Butthole Surfers, yes. Excellent name. I've never heard their music, but their name alone, I'm a fan. Ryan had another good one earlier. He said the stupid idiots would be a good band name. That's great. (laughs) Coming up next on stage is the stupid idiots. (laughs) Hey, everybody, we're the stupid idiots. That's great. Right, dude? Honestly, cool fucking band name idea. Do you have any off-the-cuff band name ideas? Frisky marsupials. That's a good one. <laughs> Pretty much the anythings, like the mustard aioli. And the the frisky marsupials, we're wearing all khaki, so you know that we know our shit about animals. Oh, you all dress like Steve Irwin. Yep, we're all dressed like Steve Irwin. Some of us are covered in mud, but it might be a little bit of shit. It'd be tight if there was an actual nine-foot alligator male on stage. That's the drummer. <laughs> like hissing? <laughs> He's hitting the cymbals with his tail. <laughs> and then for his drum solo, he does a death roll. He's just like rolling, <laughs> like rolling around and fucking murdering it. And instead of biting the head off of a bat, I bite the head off of an endangered koala bear. <laughs> Did you guys know that koala bears are on course to face extinction in the wild by 2050? No. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty fucked. Australia got really fucked over and we all kind of just forgot about it. Is it still burning to this day? No, I think that's pretty much a wrap. Oh. No, it's done, but it did a lot of, like, really serious damage. And koalas are too stupid to run away. It's, they were, like, the one animal that didn't run. Aren't they all jam-packed of uh, chlamydia anyways? That's not a reason for flammable genocide, though. I mean, maybe. Have you seen how much of an asshole koala bears are, though? They're fucking rude. They're pretty aggressive, actually. Surprisingly aggressive, yeah. They'll fuck you up if they're mad. Yeah, and it's sucky because, like everything else that they teach us as children, they make them seem so cute and cuddly. Definitely. That brings up a question I have. Have either of you ever had to kill an animal, like, in sort of a combative situation? Like, it was, like, you versus them? Like, maybe a dog was attacking you. Maybe you didn't have to kill it even, but you were in combat with an animal. I've never had to do that, but I've always thought if I got attacked by a dog, I would just gouge its eyeballs out. But I feel like it's easier said than done. I feel bad for it still. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah. Um, I've never had to, like, kill an animal that's attacking me or anything. But I'm ready, dude. I'm fucking ready to <laughs> fuck up an animal. I'm waiting for the day. You only killed an animal um, on accident as a child. I only kill the innocent animals that are just looking for love. Oh my god, that's a fact. Not the bloodthirsty ones. What about you, Rennie? Um, I'd say I haven't intentionally or, or by force had to kill an animal, like for self-defense. But um, I do remember one time I was driving down the highway and I accidentally killed a vulture. <laughs> you ran into it? Or you drove into it? Yeah, I was driving and um, fucking smashed into it. And um, it stayed on the front of the car, so we pulled over and it fell off. And um, we hopped out of the car and... Um, we went up to look at it, and it was, like, still alive, and it was, like, moving its head back and forth. It, lo- it was just, like, in agony. Whoa! The crazy part was that it, like, looked up at us, and then it, like, started eating itself. It started biting <gasps> into its own chest. What the fuck? He's like, might as well eat since I'm about to die. 
And then all his homies were all like gathering around because they're ready to eat his bitch ass. <laughs> That's fucked up. Imagine if your homies ate you after you died. I would be honored. Right. Gilgamesh, you'd be too salty. Yeah, that's too too much. You could actually uh, use me for cured meats, like uh, breakfast meats. Dude, I, I bet you taste like sausage immediately. <laughs> without exactly, eating. dude. I'm perfect for sausage. You're already well-preserved. <laughs> Just straight tubed meat. <laughs> Would you guys ever eat human flesh in a life-or-death situation? Hold up. I'm done to answer that, but let's let D- uh, Gilgamesh talk about his animal battle. Oh, that's right. Thank you. Put me in line. You better get your shit together. Let's do remember that, though, because I do want to talk about that. Um, no, um, so I did have only one occasion where I actually was in direct combat with an animal. And I think we might have mentioned it briefly on the podcast before, but I actually had to kill a moray ill with my bare hands because it was badly tangled up in fishing line. And there was no way for me to cut it loose. If I had cut it loose, it would have died a horrible, slow death tangled in fishing net. Uh-huh. And um, so I had to pretty much kill it as a mercy kill, pretty much. But this motherfucker is pure muscle. If you don't know a moray ill, the whole body is just like a tube of muscle. It's insane how strong they are. Did it feel like a slimy glizzy? Dude, it felt like a living fucking slimy glizzy. Yeah, <laughs> and it was slimier than you would expect. I think everyone like expects a snake to be slimy. They're really not. They're like dry. But like a fucking ill, it's slimy like you would think. It's It's fucking like algae or some shit coating its body i didn't know he was stuck in a net i thought he came and attacked you and you had to protect yourself no we were fishing and i pulled him up but he was actually tangled badly in a net netting and he kept he kept doing like death rolls and it kept spiraling tighter and tighter around him and it was like making him bleed so he was he was fucked no matter what this ill was fucked he was either gonna die a slow death or we were gonna give him a merciful death and so did you like snap his neck Apparently, an ill is just a whole big neck, <laughs> so you couldn't. <laughs> I tried, dude. I swear to you, I was squeezing its neck as hard as I could, but I don't think the ills work that way. I don't think you could suffocate an ill by squeezing its neck at all. It was like moving its head left and right, snapping its jaws, <laughs> and it was trying to fucking get me, and it was sliding out a little bit every time it would snap its head left and right. If it had gotten far enough forward, it could have turned around and fucking bit the shit out of me. Um, so I was really nervous and I, I was on, I was on a fishing dock and so I was kind of tangled up in the fishing net too. I ended up fucking smashing its head against the wood on the dock multiple times to kill it. I just went, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> just started slamming its fucking head into the wood. And, um, I had some of my coworkers who were also Navy guys, sailors fishing with me and they were like, stop, stop. It's dead already. And I guess I, I went a little too hard on it. <laughs> Brutal. We've, we've told the story of our pops um, having to smash a fucking goat's head in with a hammer, huh? No, you have not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, dude. Let's start from the beginning, though. Back in the day when my pops was very young still, one of his early jobs was um, working at this place where they would kill goats for, um, like, basically all day. It's like a slaughterhouse. It was a slaughterhouse, yeah. And um, they would use, like, this air gun that would, like, shoot a beam into their skull and kill them immediately. It's like a piston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and apparently that thing was down one day. It wasn't working right. And um, my dad was like, hey, this is broken, and I don't know what to do with it. With these uh, goats, he's like, I don't think I can kill them. <laughs> and the guy picks up a hammer and hands it to him. Oh, he's like, doing it the old-fashioned way. He's like, here you go. Just get it done. And um, he said he sat there for like a few hours or something. He said it was quite a while trying to mash a fucking goat's head in. And he said he was hitting it and hitting it, and he was just like screaming like a baby, like, ah! He said it sounded like a baby crying. He said it was very brutal, and he finally got it done. And he he only killed one, and he quit his job. I bet you he still hears those goat screams in his sleep. He mashed it to death with a fucking hammer. But I mean, like, once you do the first swing, you have an obligation to finish the damn job, right? Oh, yeah. After that first hit, you just got to go through with it, dude. Yeah. Um, For some reason, that just triggered a memory. <laughs> That's fucking brutal, dude. That triggered a memory of me. Uh, I, I have killed a bird. Oh, no. Really? There was a bird with, like, I don't know what was wrong with it, but it was like had broken wings or something. And it was, like, all spinning around in a circle on the ground. And um, me and my friend decided to kill it with a big rock. Just to put it down? Yeah, because it looked in misery. Oh, wow. You know what? You just made me think of some things I've killed as well. 
It's all coming to us. Oh no, you son of a bitch. It popped into my head all of a sudden. Okay. Um, so on my end, we were living at this house on Hull Street and um we found out that it had mice and it was pretty devastating. It was shitty. You know, you just hear him scurrying throughout the night and it's nothing like the cute movie Ratatouille. You know what I mean? He didn't cook a shit. All they did was shit all over the place. <laughs> so I got these sticky pads to capture them. Um, and so one day I caught one and it was stuck and he was squeaking away and he, it, they're cute. It's really shitty that they're su- such annoying little creatures. Pest, they're, yeah. yeah, they're, they're very cute. And I got them on the sticky pad and I was like, I don't know what to do with it. I was like, I guess I'll just throw it away. So I went outside and I put him in the dumpster at the bottom and he's just sitting there just squirming, squirming at the bottom of the dumpster. And I'm thinking, I just can't leave him here to die like this. Like that's a slow, miserable death. Yeah, that's what I think too. It's like you have to kill it, right? I think you have yeah. to. Yeah. So I glance to my right and there's a conveniently placed fucking um what are they called? Machete. Uh a cement block just sitting there. Cinder block. Yes. Oh shit, good one. And I'm like That'll do it. I look at it and I look back at the little mouse. I look at the little mouse, right? And the little mouse looks at me in the eyes and he says, Do it. <laughs> and so I reach over and I grab this boulder and it's squirming and I just look at it and I just lift it over it and I just drop it and let gravity do the work and it just crushes him and all he hears is and silence for eternity It was brutal. It's brutal, but it's mercy. I've 100% done that, too. I forgot. I found a mouse in a fucking rat trap like that and had to smash it. I smash him instantly, yeah. It's the only thing to do. Yeah, I mean, how else would you go about it besides just crushing them with a boulder? Letting it starve to death? That's fucked. Or, like, the cats coming, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Eating him alive, yeah. And then another time I could think of brutal genocide that I've performed on animals. Gophers um, at the golf course? (laughs) No, but I did stab a gopher once with a screwdriver accidentally because I was exploring the hole that I was in. Oh, no. And I was just stabbing around in there while my grandpa was fixing a sprinkler. And I just hear... (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know if I stabbed the fuck out of it. (laughs) It's okay, though, because he's probably already dead anyway because that was years ago. But uh, this one time I was using a weed eater at the golf course and my task was simple. Weed eat around the lake. That's it. That's all you got to do. And so I'm just sitting there weed eating. And right in the corner is the last batch of weeds that I got to get. But scattered throughout the grass is a colony of frogs. Oh, no. Yeah. And there's tadpoles. You know, there's like half tadpole, half frog hybrids. You know, they're just growing. They're ready to experience life. And I'm just sitting there with this hyper powerful weed eater in my hand. And I start revving it, dude. And I, and I have Black Dahlia murder playing in my ears. And I just murder this colony because they tell me I got to get all the weeds. And I'm just slaughtering them. Just devastation, dude. Frog parts all over the place. It was a brutal. But I did the job well. And uh, my manager complimented me on a job well done. So, <laughs> brutal frog murder. It was nice. Shouldn't have been standing there. They should have just jumped off into the water. I gave them plenty of time. I had to sit there and think about it. You know what I mean? Damn, dude, that's so fucked up. But it's natural selection. You have multiple counts of uh, animal genocide now. You know, there's a lot more that's just coming to me as we speak about it. And in fact, I'm sure <laughs> Let's there's keep more going. What else have you forgotten about? Yeah. Let's fucking keep going. I like this strain. <laughs> it's a good conversation. I do remember this one time. And it wasn't me, but it was our cousin. So it's in our bloodline. <laughs> oh, no. We were at the old house in Colonial. And it was me, Tommy, and Chris. And I told them, hey, guys, you want to go with me to throw the trash? And they were like, sure. And so we go throw the trash. And the dumpster's kind of far off. And on the way back, we see a cute little bird. Just it's a what's a baby bird called? A birdie? Fledgling. A little fledgling just laying on the floor and it was squeaking away. And I was like, oh my God, look guys, there's there's a fledgling there. This is the miracle of life. Come on, let's go look at it. And so we walk up to this fledgling and 
little Tommy, he picks it up in his hands and he's like, hey there, little buddy. Come on. And he's holding this fledging and, and it's squawking at us and it's looking at us in the eyes like, are you here to save me? And little Tommy, he grabs it in one hand and with all the power he can, he just slams it into the floor. He just throws it. And it gives out this deathly squeak, and it just dies right then and there in front of us. And I'm just like, what's wrong with you, dude? Like, what the fuck? And they're both just cackling like psychopaths. And I'm just I thought like, you would have cheered them on, dude. No, dude. I, I thought you would like love that. that. No, I told you after I senselessly murdered that kitten, I, I figured out the fragility of life. Until you played Black Dahlia Murder and slaughtered a bunch of frogs. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> dude Ryan's, uh, Ryan should be a cross-examiner, dude. He's killing you right now in the court of justice. You see, this is the thing that he does. He puts words in your mouth, and then, boom, before you know it, you're serving a life sentence because this guy... <laughs> you did slaughter those frogs, though. I, <laughs> I did. The way you described it, it sounded like you had a good time. Yeah. It was the Black Dolly murder. I was listening to Closed Casket <laughs> Requiem. I felt like a god. <laughs> a god of destruction. But that's life for you, you know? Yeah. Who's to say... Little Tommy's a savage. That's fucking intense. Those kids were brutal when they were young. I mean, they would literally full-fledged fight. No, I remember. They, uh, every family event, they'd just fight to the death, basically. <laughs> yeah. like It was fun it, to watch, though. It was great. It was very barbaric. And the fact that we were sitting there egging them on, it says a lot more about ourselves than them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They seem to be getting their shit together pretty nicely these days, though. So, big ups. Oh, they're doing great. Yeah, it's awesome to see. They are killing it on Call of Duty, and they always want me to play with them, but I'm not about to download a 300 fucking gigabyte game to play. You know what I mean? Yeah, fuck that. That's retarded. Dude. Side note real quick. I gotta say, I'm sick of the internet hearing our conversations. Um, Gilgamesh just now got his head shaved, and I just now got an advertisement for a skull shaver. Oh, <laughs> really? And it's like literally just like a guy shaving his head bald with like this thing he holds with his hand. It's like, shave your head an instant and it'll save you a day of having to reshave. Would you send me that link, dude? <laughs> He's actually curious. Yeah, I'll send it to you. I'm just fucking with you. This motherfucker's trying to turn into Joe Rogan. I'm eating elk meat, dude. 100%. <laughs> I can't believe him and Jojo or uh, Joey Coco Diaz moved to Austin. Hold up, speaking of eating meat, let's get back to your topic you were going to bring up. Yes, okay. Good transition, dude. Okay, let me give you guys a little scenario, okay? Me, Glizzy Goblin over here, and Walter White, we're on a plane, right? And we're going to the Himalayans. Let's just clarify, Glizzy Goblin's Ryan, and, and I'm Walter White. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thick. He's a thick Walter White. Let's keep in mind I'm thick. That's important for this scenario. Yeah, yeah. You're Walter tight. <laughs> And so we're flying, yeah. and something goes wrong with our propeller, right? And we're going oh, down. Oh, shit! There's no way around it. We're going down. And at this point, Ronnie starts crying like a little bitch. Oh, I don't want to die. I want to I wanna wire wrap me. Immediately as the plane is crashing, I start to whisper to you, Paradox, we got to eat this guy. And, so he, and then I tell him, all right. <laughs> and so when I'm, I'm the pilot. And while we're crash landing, I tilt at an angle, kind of leaning towards Ryan's seat. So he takes most of the impact. And we crash right into, into a, a, bil a boulder. And, you know, we're fucked up. Like me and Gilgamesh, we have a few fucking scars and we're bleeding. But we look over to Ryan and it's just hamburger meat. It's just, just nothing but slaughtered glizzy with fur all over the place. Oh my god. And we're sitting there and I'm like, okay. Wait, who is the hamburger meat? Who died? Well, in this scenario, Ryan, your hamburger meat, you're done. Damn it, dude. I want to have an option to eat people. Oh, we're we're, we're going to get to your situation. We're going to rotate out who's the hamburger. Yeah. And so we crawl out and I'm in tears because you know, we just lost Ryan and he owes me $8 from Fall Guys and I'm just like, fuck, dude. I'm never going to get that money now. Fuck, dude. Double or nothing. Fuck, fuck. Okay, we can do it right after this fucking game. We have it on whack. <laughs> or, oh, people, shit. They heard you here first, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, the hours turn into days. And Gilgamesh is doing relatively okay because he's thick. You know what I mean? He has plenty of reserves in his body. 
to uh, sustain life. And me, I am struggling, dude. I'm I'm shaky. My voice is trembling. I'm hallucinating. I'm seeing images of Shaniqua bird in the trees, you know. And come on, dude. I look over to Ryan's carcass, and he's been he's been in the sun, so it, you know it's getting warm. Eat me, Brandy. And and I start hearing "Eat me, Brandy" in in, in my head. <laughs> oh shit! That's so fucked up, dude. I taste like Macworld. Oh no! And then I look over, and I notice that there's Mac sauce seeping through his veins. <laughs> and I I lick my crusty lips, right? And I and I look at Gilgamesh. And I'm like, listen, Gilgamesh. I know you're doing fine for now, but we've got to eat. And I know Ronnie Lion would want us to eat him, preferably starting at the butthole, but we're not going to do that. <laughs> and, I, and I tell you, eat my steamy. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> your glizzy. Eat, eat my glizzy, baby. <laughs> you have to start glizzy first if you're going to eat me. That's my rule. Okay, well, remember that. we got to start with the glizzy for Gilgamesh. But in this scenario, I look at you, Gilgamesh, and I'm like, listen. We got to eat, and he's long gone, and he would want us to eat him. Can, can I take a bite? What do you do, Gilgamesh? And go in-depth into it. Wait, what are you thinking, and how do you feel? Just know that I'll be pissed if you don't eat my glizzy at some point. <laughs> and by the way, at this point, Ryan, he's burning an eternal hell. Go ahead, Gilgamesh. Oh, Ryan's, in, <laughs> Ryan's in hell already. <laughs> well, that's comforting. <laughs> um, I would actually be like, no, dude, we can't do that. And I would try and hold you off on eating Rhiney for a couple days. But secretly, I'd be drying out strips of Rhiney meat <laughs> and hiding them. You're just making Rhiney jerky behind my back? <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm going to get at least a third. I'm going to get 30% snuck out in jerky mode. And then I'll be like, you know what, dude? We got to eat him before he goes bad. We better start making jerky. <laughs> Like, you're still keeping it a secret, and I'm over here dying. I'm like, why do you look so healthy and nutrition-filled? And you're just like... You should have ate the glizzy. <laughs> just know that my meat is not very nutritious. <laughs> it's mostly Rockstar Energy. It does more bad than good. It's all full of Red, Red Bull, beer, and McDonald's and Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Free range. So you would eat them, then, is what you're saying? Yeah. I would act like I'm not, but I would make sure I get more. We've talked about it, and I told him I would. I probably wouldn't eat him. I'd rather die with him as his brother. And he's like, dude, fuck that. I'd eat you as soon as you die. <laughs> Damn. I'd be like, it's what he wanted. <laughs> with a mouthful of organs. What would you eat first? They actually say the liver is the most healthful organ and, and has the most nutrients, the most bang for your buck, so. It's a good place. Not mine. Personally, I think I'd start with Rhiney's forehead because I love the way it wrinkles when he lifts his eyebrows. There's not not enough meat, though. It's just going to be a flavorful bone panel. You could probably make a chicharroni-type snack with it. And then you could teach me how to eat his bone marrow, Gilgamesh. It's exquisite, actually, if you roast him by slicing him in half first. Salt, pepper. Oh my god, you're actually getting me hungry. I gotta admit, it makes me a little bit sad to think that you're talking about how delicious my bone marrow would be. <laughs> I feel like you should be happy. Yeah, that's more of a compliment than anything. I gotta say, if of all the three of us, Ryan, you'd have the best bone marrow. Yeah, right. Um, Doxy would have the best for sure. No, dude. Look at he him. Might, His bone he, marrows are too narrows. He, he might be skin and bones, but he's pretty nutritious. He's got a girl, and none, neither of us have a girl, so she keeps him in line by not letting him drink or eat that much. She doesn't make him drink milk, though, dude. And that's why I love you, Ronnie, when you say things like that. Why? He said you had enough marrow. You said I have enough marrow. That is so sweet of you. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying you might, you might not have much, but it's nutritious, dude. <laughs> okay so next scenario okay so we found out that gilgamesh he would eat you Rhiney, and i if i was you i'd feel a little hurt about it but overall it's a good hold thing. On, hold on. but you would eat me too so what are you trying to say i'm the one trying to get him to eat you like right after it happens <laughs> so i just i don't feel good it's worse i just think you're delicious dude that's all i can live with that okay that's a compliment so here's the next scenario okay we're all on a boat and we're, we're in the ocean, and a storm just comes out of nowhere, and the boat's rocking, right? And it flips over. And as it flips over, Gilgamesh hits his head on a sunfish. Do you know what a sunfish is? Yep. 
They have bony helmets for skulls. Bony helmets for skulls. And he's instantly knocked out, right? And the waves are a rocking, bro. I would eat him. I'm just kidding. And just skips ahead. <laughs> You're still he's like, not even really hungry yet, but uh, he's unconscious. You are still fighting for your life, right? No critical injuries. <laughs> I managed to swim over to you, right? <laughs> and I have the frog suit on from Super Mario Brothers 3, so I could swim really good at this moment. That's a good caveat. I swim over to you, and I'm like, Riney, I see land over there. And I point. You say land, slut. Land, slut. And I'm like, we've got to carry Gilgamesh over there. But he's too thick, right? So he starts sinking. And I'm like, no, we've got to take him. So I grab him, and I grab you. Am I filling up with water? <laughs> How am I sinking? You're getting bloated, right? <laughs> Is he dead at this point? No, he's dying, but he just naturally already has a lot of gas in him. A hot gas. <laughs> so and he and so he's just gross. He's like a human gusher, dude. And so we swim and we make it to land. Barely, dude. The storm passed. And we're all cut up, Ronnie. We have cuts. All the salt is getting in our cuts. So, you know, tears are coming down our face. But you, you can't tell that they're tears because we're wet, right? And <laughs> you're coughing up shit, you know, and what, what, wet ass tears. You're freaking out because you had your wire wrapping shit on the boat and now they belong to Poseidon. So you're really hurt. Dude, that would fuck me over. That would really mess me up. You're more hurt about that than Gilgamesh dying, right? He died now? He died. That's why we had to, we had to pull him to the shore. I just asked you a minute ago and you said he was just bloating because of gas and he was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. You said I was still alive. Well, he died while along the way. You know what I mean? Dude. All right. We get to the shore, and he is just just a j nasty, fat sack of heat and meat. And it's, he's just way, like, he's already disgusting as it is. And now it's just like, oh, my God, dude, right? God damn. And it's a, it's a cute little island. There's nothing there, you know? There's just... A, a single palm tree, a couple rocks, and, you know, it's, that's about it. And it's hot, dude. It's humid. It's the middle of the summer. And I'm sitting there, and I'm just like, Riney, listen, dude. I am so hungry right now, and all we got to eat is that and, and this. And, and I roll Gilgamesh around the corner, right? He's like, like that one girl from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that, that big blueberry girl. <laughs> but um, he's full of pus instead of blueberry sauce. You know what I mean? <laughs> So he's, keep in mind, he's extra pussy, all right? This is a little yeah. different from a Gilgamesh scenario, but, like, the pus is coming out of his eyes, dude. Just nasty pus, This right? developed pretty quickly for me, <laughs> I already have a good way that I'm going to handle that situation. Okay, okay. And all, you, all his veins, you can see they're just popping out, right? And they're pulsating for some reason. His veins are pulsating. And he just has a, a hard-on, too, for some reason. <laughs> Actually, while I'm rolling him over to you, I cut my leg with his dick. <laughs> and so now I'm in a life or death situation because it's infected. He has like calcified, calcified semen on the side. Calcified dick, okay. You've got calcifer on your thigh. I tell you, Riney, listen, I know you loved him and he kind of liked you, but we got to eat this right now. What do you do? I'm like, um, actually, Brian, um, I just now weave this net out of uh, coconut husks. <laughs> And um, I, I, I'd say let's just use his body as bait and throw it into the water and then throw this net down. I would love that. You'd throw him into the water? Chunk out of time, of course. Like, maybe, like, one ligament. We'd have to cut him out. <laughs> He's a chunk out of time. Oh, to capture fish? As bait, yeah. We'd throw a piece of him. Oh, my. We'd we'll throw a chunk of his leg into the net and then throw it down in the water. And then crabs and then other fish. Did you know the stinkier the meat, the more the fish like it? Okay, so what kind of sea creatures do you think would be attracted to this kind of meat crabs fish sharks wow cephalopods cephalopods yeah we can get <laughs> some, some snails and fucking clams and shit so we'd have a fucking buffet we'd make a sea fish boil at night wow in his skull <laughs> <laughs> with his skull his skull is like just a decoration it's a size nine hat 
you know, it'd be pretty cool if after that, you know, we'd be well fed, so we'd be feeling good, right? If we just skinned him and used his skin as armor. I'd make his um, face into my wallet. <laughs> oh my god. So I did. <laughs> you keep your coins in his mouth. Yeah, I just like poke him into his mouth. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. If you tried to make a piggy bank where my lips are the hole where you slide in the coin. I gotta say, I would be a good person to get stranded with on an island because I feel like I'd be um, creative enough to build a shelter and stuff. You'd literally start a whole new civilization, and I like that. Crab people, you know what I mean? Crab people. Did you guys hear that Taco Bell has now got robots taking over the jobs of loyal food champions across the country? I have heard that, and I'm honestly glad. There's a robotic arm doing the job of every Taco Bell employee now. Do you think that robot arm gets high like most of its employees do as well? (laughs) They probably have to add the THC by um, one of its fucking wires. They add the THC coating. THC infused oil. You know, this is the kind of thing that Andrew Yang warned us about. And now it's too late for our Taco Bell friends. Imagine all the heartbroken Taco Bell employees who are going to be on the streets begging for chalupa change. As an ex-Taco Bell um, food champion, I gotta say, I'm glad that it's happening because most of the people that work there are real pieces of trash. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Obviously, you work there yourself. Yeah, as an ex-piece of trash, I I understand. This is kind of scary. It's like you're kind of grateful because I want good tacos made consistently good. And you know the robots are going to do it right, you know, but they're coming for all our jobs someday. You know, it's a double-edged sword because these motherfucking robots, right, they could probably make absolutely perfect crunch wraps with no tomatoes, of course, extra beef, preferably. I like that. But you know what's going to be missing from these robots and I feel like is a key ingredient to the perfect Taco Bell experience? What? The beads of sweat from the employees that fall into the meat. You're right. I want to taste the misery. You're going to miss all the minerals from them not washing their hands and then them making burritos with it. It helps your immune system. And like Gilgamesh said. The fermented taste of the meat that's been held overnight two days in a row. The powdered meat, yeah. You go back to the manager like, hey, ma'am, for some reason I tasted chocolate on my taco. And she's like, that ain't chocolate. That's doo baby. (laughs) (laughs) Like Gilgamesh said. I feel like whenever the taco is being made by a miserable piece of shit, it adds to the flavor. You know what I mean? When there's hardly any meat, mostly lettuce and a tiny bit of cheese. I love that shit. Yeah. And just like music, you know, the most beautiful, soulful blues music is made by people who are in pain. You know what I mean? Artists who make some of the most beautiful pieces, they're going through shit that, that's unfathomable. So whenever your taco is being made by a fucking drug-addicted dude whose wife just cheated on him with a fucking... Guy who works at Wendy's. The Wendy's next door. Yeah, the food <laughs> is going to taste much better than a soulless robot that robot that goes... <laughs> beep boop. Beep beep boop. Crunch wrap supreme. Beep boop. I don't, I don't know. It's probably not going to taste better. <laughs> How many times do you think you've gotten your order wrong at Taco Bell? Honestly, not a lot. I mean, it's hard to fuck up at Taco Bell. Dude, they make it easy. Those people are not very on point. I really don't like the way you're down talking Taco Bell right now, Glizzy Goblin. Not Taco Bell. They're employees. Well, you guys have worked at a call center before too, right? Yes. On the topic of robots kind of taking jobs, they've come up with an AI that's going to be making calls to people. Like, talking to people, not just fucking, like, robo-response systems. It's honestly going to become a really big problem here in the near future, you know what I mean? But it's freaky, but I guess it comes with the territory, right? Definitely. Truck drivers, dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be replaced. Which, thank God, honestly, fuck truck drivers. Yeah, you're right. Just kidding, guys. I wonder if truck driver robots are also into meth as well. I would love if all the robots of whatever replaced still had a vice. Yeah. (laughs) Just programmed into them. That would be great. That way they would stimulate the economy. Like they would automatically stop at roadside casinos to gamble. (laughs) They would automatically buy uh, Slim Jims and then just leave them on the counter. It'll definitely be more human-like if that was the case. Because that's what they're worried about. It's going to kill the roadside truck 
rest stop industry, you know, because no more trucks are going to be stopping for rest. They're just going to be infinite robotoms. And what about the lot lizards, you know? They'll have robots with dildos attached to them so they can still get blowjobs. <laughs> Please, one blowjob. Oh, yeah, that feels so great. Beep boop. Keep going. Error. <laughs> error. 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 Work that glizzy. Beep. Glizzy. <laughs> oh, dude, robots that shoot out glizzies at prostitutes. <laughs> Satisfied. Reward. Complete. Activating machine gun glizzly burst. <laughs> Dude, not only will that um, satisfy the economy, but it'll feed homeless thotties everywhere. <laughs> Anyways, gentlemen, as much as I would love to keep this thing going, we are in fact out of time today on what will forever be known as the glizzy special. Do you guys have any last words for our lovely listeners? Uh, yeah, I want every one of you to go down and guzzle some glizzies, represent, and uh, just just vibe. Actually, I got one, one more little story um, about glizzies, actually, to end us on. Okay. Ooh. So it was a dark and stormy night yet again. And um, I was visiting young Gilgamesh out in Virginia when he was in the military. And I was a young and innocent and gullible young lad. <laughs> So, I, I, of course, I couldn't see this trickery coming upon me. Gilgamesh told me the dankest glizzy in all of the world was at this place, down the road from his spot. Tony's hot dogs. Tony's hot dogs. So, he was like, dude, you must try a glizzy from Tony's spot right as soon as you can. Mm-hmm. And one day I went there and I ate two glizzies and I got a drink on my own. <laughs> Describe the scene though. Describe the environment where you ate these glizzies. I was alone. I was young. I was confused. Were you scared at all? I was very scared. Honestly, I was not sure. (laughs) It's a dark hot dog establishment. (laughs) It's a stormy night. (laughs) It was cold and um. I pulled into the parking lot. <laughs> All you see is uh, Tony's hot dogs flashing on and off the light of the sign. And what is their motto? And underneath it, you see the, the word, the phrase, often imitated, never duplicated. <laughs> and I was like, dog, these must be the glizzies. <laughs> so, um... Being the young um, savage that I am, I um, swallowed my fear. I stepped out of my vehicle into the rain, and I walked into the establishment. And I was like, yo, Tony, let me get two of them dogs. He sent them down my way, and um, I got to say, I ate them, and they were not anything special. They were pretty standard hot dogs. (laughs) They're just regular hot dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Great value weenies. I love that they weren't anything special. <laughs> I know. You made it sound like something great was about to go yeah. down. And so, so I ate them, and um, I drank I drank my drink, and I left. And the time I was in there, there was like one or two old men just like sitting in the corner, and they're just eating glizzies in the darkness by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> eating glizzies in the shadows. <laughs> shadows hide you. It almost seemed like an establishment where, where men went to eat glizzies behind the homies' back. <laughs> it was a shadowy glizzy slinger. But so I ate the glizzies and then I bounced out. And I went back to the spot and I waited, or Gilgamesh's spot, and I waited. And um, later on he got home and he was like, so what's up, man? And I was like, oh, nothing. I just went and tried uh, Tony's hot dogs. And he just burst into laughter. <laughs> and I'm like confused because i was like wait i was like what's going on and he's like dude i've never eaten at that spot he's like it's a joke all my friends tell their friends to go eat glizzies over there <laughs> you fell for it yeah and so I, I basically got duped into eating some sketchy glizzies from a dark and stormy <laughs> diner and they were nothing special <laughs> Yeah, so that was um, basically my, my glizzy story. Q, 
can you remember the preparation of the glizzies themselves? Are these boiled dogs? Or are they were they cooked on a flat top? They were boiled and <laughs> they had um, mustard and onions on it. <laughs> they were boiled. Are you fucking kidding me? Yuck. Does he sell sides of the hot dog water to go? No, no, no. You can only get hot dogs and chips. <laughs> That's the only items on the menu? Yep. All right. That's it for the Paradox <laughs> Planet Paradox <laughs> podcast. That was a great way to end it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to episode 11 of Planet Glizzy. Be sure to send us a video of you deep-throating a glizzy for a special shout-out next week. Uh, and yeah... That's that's the show. <laughs> Look into Glizzy Gate. It's not a pee-pee, it's a sausage. <laughs> <laughs>